one-person marketing team? Perhaps you're in charge of marketing along with a few other roles? Or maybe you don't have a marketing department at all. Welcome into another episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. I am your host, Blythe Brimley, and today I'm breaking down how you can start building that marketing team you've always dreamed of simply by outsourcing the work you don't have the skill set for or the time. The freelance and remote employee pool has grown tremendously over the last year, and with many people looking for greater flexibility when it comes to that work-life balance, the great resignation has begun to happen, and one person or small marketing teams have the most to gain from this shift. So as an experienced one-person marketing team for more than a decade, I'm showing you how I get it all done, and I help my clients get it all done, and you can too. Hope you guys enjoy jam-packed show. So we're just going to go ahead and jump right into our main topic, which is outsourcing your marketing and starting those beginning steps of how you can start growing that internal team to really start growing your business. And so in this study released by The Drum, it's a publication that I found out recently earlier this week that they had an exclusive LinkedIn study showing marketers are in demand, especially in digital. A few key stats from the study. On LinkedIn, some 381,000 marketing job openings were posted in the last year. And in the past six months alone, the site witnessed a 63% increase in marketing jobs. One in every two of the top marketing jobs listed on LinkedIn fall into the digital or media space. And in the past six months alone, LinkedIn has seen a 177% increase in the number of remote job postings for marketing roles. It's kind of a, a weird thing to see with a lot of these stats because especially during you know, economic uncertainty, especially over the last year, like we experienced with COVID, marketing is usually the first thing that's cut. But based on this study, it's proven that over the last six months, things have started to settle down a little bit more. Folks have realized the importance of digital media and marketing, and they're starting to invest more in it, especially from a a remote perspective. So with all of these companies looking to hire and the freelancing market continuing to grow, let's talk about how to outsource your marketing effectively. As a marketer within the company, you probably have a lot on your plate. But your main role should not only be creative problem solver, but also the project manager, aka the facilitator between your freelance team and the subject matter experts within the company. Essentially, you are acting as the conductor of the orchestra. And so how essentially do we start to get this job done of outsourcing our marketing effectively? Let's talk about some of the do's because there's a lot of them. Now, the first up on this list is that you want to have a clear process for what you want done and the steps that need to be done. Start thinking of the flow within your website that you want users to take on line. You need to be thinking about this because if you spend a lot of time on advertising or content and you don't have the flow set up right on your website from the jump, then you're going to be wasting a lot of time and energy. So think about that ultimate goal that you want people to take on your site once they arrive to your site. Do you want them to fill out an application? Do you want them to set up a sales meeting? Do you want them to book a demo? All of these different things, even fill out an application if you're recruiting drivers or employees on your website. Think about that ultimate end goal that you want users to take. And then we're going to start to reverse engineer how to get users to take that goal. And so once that flow is established, and then you want to define your processes within all of your marketing flow. So these roles can can sort of 
look like writing a blog post. Uh, you want to also think about managing the content calendar, creating and sending emails, publishing to social media. So these are all different roles within your processes that once you start to figure out the flow of your site, reverse engineer the goals, and then you want to start to break down what those processes look like and then what roles need to be filled into each one of those processes. Because as a skill set, as a marketer, you're probably looking at, well, I can do one of these things really well, but I can't necessarily do these other things really well. So that's where you're really going to start thinking about building out what your frameworks look like from idea to creation to publishing or launching and distribution. Do you want to create content once a week, uh, publishing a case study once a month? Use a flowchart software. There's plenty of them out there on that. You can just Google the, the phrase flowchart software. What I like to do is I like to take a bunch of different post-it notes and I will take post-it notes and I will map out the flow and I will pin the post-it notes either to the floor of my office or on the wall. And that helps me visualize and change up the flow of, of what my processes look like. So determining the flow, determining your framework and your processes, all of these things are, are very essential in order to even think about starting to outsource your marketing because you cannot delegate and you cannot outsource any part of your marketing unless you have your goals and processes defined first. So even though if you edit these in the future, which you will, I do so about once every six months, uh, knowing that, knowing the goal that you want the end users to take and how you theorize it can happen are those first few steps that you want to take. Now, as far as like the fun part of when you become the conductor of the orchestra, now you want to find your freelancers who specialize in what you listed in your process flow. So you can find these freelancers on Upwork, on Fiverr, even LinkedIn in the very near future will have this ability for you to look for freelancers on their platform. There's no word yet on when that feature is actually going to be released on LinkedIn, but it is coming. Now for writing and copy, I don't see many companies doing this yet, but it's a gold mine. You need to hire freelance writers that have been impacted by other industries. So they've already been trained. They've probably already gone to college for this. Um, think of, you know, the, the sports industry, the local news industry. They've already been trained, been trained in, in journalistic writing and in, in interviewing and in getting the stories out of people that can then be, uh, I, I guess, dismayed or, or not dismayed, but displayed to uh, a broader audience. You want to think about it in that regard. And those are the people that have those chops, that have that skill set that you're looking for. So as the conductor of the orchestra, you can be building out these writers that have been negatively impacted in another industry and bring them into your company and hire them on a part-time basis. You're using those same skill sets and then you're acting as the liaison between those reporters, between those journalists and the subject matter experts within your company. So think of the executives, think of the safety department, even your customer services and sales teams, all of those different people will, will apply when it comes to interviewing subject matter experts, which is key to developing that content strategy and developing messaging all across your digital media landscapes, whether it's your website or email marketing, all of these different landscapes, they can help you craft that messaging just by interviewing people already within your company. And so think about that whenever you're, you're building your freelance team. Do you know of any writers that have been laid off recently? Do you know what? Look in your local news site and, and see what writers are already working a beat 
And chances are they're going to be willing to take up some freelancing gigs. So make those connections, or you can find them on Fiverr, Upwork, and LinkedIn very soon. Now, a sample flow of what this process could technically look like, you could do a three-part safety or a safety series. So think of it in three parts. You would coordinate a time slot between an executive and a safety director with your freelance writer. Then you can they conduct the interviews and write the interviews, maybe even film them or record them for a podcast, and then they submit them to you. You could proof those interviews or you hire a copy or a video editor that they take care of the editing process for you because not all of us are strong in the grammar department if you spent any time on social media lately. Um, so think of it in that way that they could proof that you could hire a copy editor, you can hire a video editor, even a podcast editor to take care of the editing for you. Once approved, then they resubmit back to you. You'll probably have to go through an executive team in order for that approval process to take place. And then you can publish it out to your channels. And you could even hire a social media freelancer that could publish this out for you. So that's sort of bringing it back to the process of what kind of content you want to create, how often you want to create it, and then filling in the gaps of the skill sets that you don't have. And that, that way you can focus on the skill sets that you really do have and use the free the freelance pool that is growing and growing over the last year in order to start building your, your sort of powerhouse marketing team. Now, it, it's a lot of work that you're going to be organizing, but there are tools that will help you. It's tools that I have used in the past, um, that I use today, project manager tools. I use ClickUp personally. I've used Monday.com in the past, and I love them. Asana, I've heard many great things about. Trello is another one um, that I've used. Uh, it, it, the only downside of Trello, I would say, is that you can't assign people that I know of in ClickUp and Monday and Asana. You can assign your freelancers so they get notified with it through an email or through the platform that, hey, you've been assigned a new project and it's your turn to sort of take the reins from there. And then you can watch the whole flow, the whole process take place. It's sort of... It, 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 Taking a step back, the biggest takeaway here is that you have the benefits of using your marketing, using a marketing agency without the overhead. And you still get the value of using your subject matter experts within your company and to position your company better than if you were to say, you know, hire a writing mill that's going to pick a few keywords of SEO that you want to target and hope and pray that you rank for them six months from now. That just doesn't realistically work. In today's marketing world, you really want to use your subject matter experts within the company who are actively talking to customers, who are handling current customer issues, who are talking to prospects. Um, even in the accounting part, accounting department, the finance department, you want to be having those regular meetings because your process will likely change after you have gone through these steps a few times. You'll be more efficient. You'll find better ways to manage it. And that is perfectly okay because you, you, there are some things that you got to keep in mind when it comes to defining this in, entire process is that it will change. Mine changes about once every six months. And so don't expect also when you're hiring a marketing freelancer, do not expect them to know immediately of what your expectations are. Give them a few different assignments and get a good feel for what their skill set is before you decide that they're not a good fit. Unless they're just an absolutely dreadful writer or they just have just bombed on their first assignment and there's no chance of recovery, 
then you, you there, it might be a situation where you have to say goodbye to that freelancer and move on to the, the next one that you had on your list. But don't expect a marketing freelancer to pick out, you know, the, the, the keywords and write a generic blog post. They need a plan from you and you need to be able to provide that structure to them, which brings us back to the processes and flows that you determine internally. So then that way you can outsource to, to people that have a, already a good fit for the skill set that you're looking for. You're going to have to go through a few freelancers in order to figure it out, but don't give up after a few blog posts, like I said, or even at, uh, editing wise, you know, video, podcast, anything like that, any kind of content medium that you're trying to target, that you're trying to go after, give that freelancer an opportunity to get a good feel for your company first, know what style you like, and then that way they can evolve and get better. If they're not getting better, then that's, a, you know, it's, it's sort of a situation where you have to treat them like an employee, where if they're not getting better at their job, then you have probably have to part ways with them. Uh, but give them at least an opportunity to get better and to learn your company. So offer up a prelim period of working together. And if all goes well over time, you may be able to move them from a freelancer role to a part-time or even an in-house full-time role. And that's really how you start to scale your marketing department because usually companies, like I said earlier in the show, they only have one person handling marketing and they're doing a bunch of other different things or they have nobody handling marketing. So this is a slow growth process, but using freelancers, using the growing remote work workforce that that's out there, then you could really start to build your, your team from a, a foundational level, setting that good foundation up first internally. And then you can start bringing in those freelancers that you have outsourced and you can start bringing them in, maybe not working inside of the office because it's a remote world now. And likely a lot of these freelancers and remote workers don't want to come into your office, but at least you can give them the opportunity to become more of a, a valued member of your team. And finally, and this is a big don't that's becoming a uh, an increasing problem because I would say that over the last couple of years, marketing has really evolved, especially the the, the marketing and sales relationship of how they 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 coexist in a, a cohesive environment. And I would say that don't work for a leadership team that doesn't value marketing. There are, in order to be a really good marketer, you have to be a creative problem solver. You have to be a facilitator. You have to constantly be in the know within your own company and you have to know what's driving revenue. So if you know all of these different things, then you can start to, to build out that value added marketing plan. That's going to take time and it's going to take an investment. It, I would say on average, anywhere from eight to 12 months is a good time frame from when you start a marketing plan in order to start seeing some initial results anywhere as, as early as I would say six months, but really anywhere from like eight to 12 months is when you're going to start seeing some initial uh, benefits from it, it implementing a marketing plan. A study I talked about earlier at the beginning of the show just proves how in demand a lot of these different roles are becoming. So if you're working for a leadership team that doesn't believe in what you do, there's plenty of other companies out there that are hiring. So take advantage of the opportunities that you have right now. But if you don't have a leadership team that believes in marketing and that believes in what you're doing and is willing to invest in, in your role and, and invest their time into waiting for those to come to fruition, go find another company to work for because there's plenty of them that are looking. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. As always, you can find each show I publish along with more insight over on my website at digitaldispatch.io. 
If you like this podcast, then I think you'll love another show I host, Cyberly, which covers the attention economy, B2B marketing, and how it all ties into the world of logistics. That show airs every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here live on Freight Waves TV. There are also some links to my social media accounts along with my products and services that might be of interest to you found in the show notes or again over on my digitaldispatch.io website. If you found this episode interesting and or entertaining, be sure to share it with a friend. Word of mouth is the best kind of marketing. And since podcast discoverability has and remains an issue in this medium, I trust that folks like yourself will share it with those who would also find it useful. Until next time, my name is Blythe Brumleven. I will see you real soon.